Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Podcast. This week's episode is with Emily of Mama Needs a Project. I didn't even realize when I first reached out to Emily that she is a fellow Iowan, um, so we had fun chatting about that, but also about how she got started with making. I think you will really enjoy this interview as much as I did enjoy talking with her. But before we hop into the podcast episode, let me give a big shout out and thank you to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Bonnie of Tool Mom Bonnie with ToolMomStore.com. Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Amy, Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly, Reclaim Living Store, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. All right, let's hop on into the interview with Emily of Mama Needs a Project. Well, Emily, I always start with letting my guests introduce themselves. So I'm going to let you go ahead and tell people who you are. Okay, awesome. Um, my name's Emily Anderson, and I am I'm a woodworker, DIYer, crafter, maker, however you want to define it. <laughs> but um, I run a blog called Mama Needs a Project. And on that blog, I share a lot of woodworking tutorials and woodworking education, um, and then some crafts, but I've really moved into focusing more on woodworking. Um, I have a three-year-old son. I am like eight months pregnant with a daughter. (laughs) Um, And... Let's see what else. Right now, I just moved about a month ago to Virginia, kind of to the D.C. area. So um, a lot of big changes right now in in my life. But um, yeah, that's a little bit about me and kind of where I am right now. Okay, awesome. Uh, Congrats on soon to be number two. Thank you. Um, all I can tell you is your world's going to change more than you probably realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm expecting big changes and I'm hoping everyone adjusts well, myself included. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, well, before we get into kind of like, you know, woodworking uh, and your blog and stuff, Let's take it back a little ways to your childhood. Where'd you, uh, where'd you grow up and what kind of things were you interested in as a kid? Um, so I grew up in Iowa, which is where you're recording. (laughs) (laughs) So I grew up in Iowa in a small town, um, called Winterset. It's very Mm -hmm. small. Um, happens to be where John Wayne was born. That's what I was going to say. That's our claim to fame. John Wayne was born there. Um, so I grew up there. It's like a beautiful place to grow up. Um, and as a kid, I was like, I always told everyone that I wanted to be an artist, but I was not great at traditional art. <laughs> so, um, so I dropped that because my understanding of being an artist was like, painting and drawing, which are not my skills whatsoever. Um, And then as an adult, once I, I feel like once I started woodworking, I kind of like found my own path to being an artist that was not the traditional understanding of it. But um, for my childhood, yeah, I, I mean, I just had like a really nice childhood in Iowa, 
got to spend a lot of time outside. I played soccer. Um, I have three siblings. My parents are amazing. I lived close to my grandparents. It was like the kind of childhood that you would want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Um, Is everybody else still located in Iowa? Um, somewhat. I have uh, one sibling who lives in Texas now, but otherwise everyone has either left and come back or just stayed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was, um, did you play soccer then in like high school and stuff? Were you you into sports then? Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. What was, what'd you do post high school? Um, so after high school, I went to college, um, at a very small college that you probably know, Co-College in Cedar mm-hmm. Rapids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, so I, in college, but I graduated with a degree in sociology and a degree in English, things I don't necessarily use right now. Um, but I did it. And then, um, after college, my husband and I got married. Um, he's in the military. So we got married, moved to California. We're there for a little bit, moved to North Carolina. We're there for a little bit. And now we're in Virginia. So, okay. Where were you at in California? Well, we were in a small town in the desert called 29 Palms. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who's familiar with the military is probably familiar with that. It's kind of the last place that people choose to live. <laughs> there's nothing there, not even, I mean, if you want to go to Target, you have to drive an hour or more. It's, it's really the middle of nowhere. So we, um, that was the, like our first duty station. And I it was right after I graduated college and I had a really hard time finding a job. So I actually um, applied for like a, a job with AmeriCorps, like a federal volunteer program. Mm-hmm. And I worked in LA for a year while my husband stayed in the desert and I moved to LA and worked there for a year with the Los Angeles school district um, and then moved back to the desert. So bit of time in LA, most of the time in the desert. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I ask because um, I lived for almost five years, my wife and I did in Oceanside, um, mm-hmm. California. Yeah. And so I was wondering if you were like Camp Pendleton or no. um, <laughs> 29 Palms. Much nicer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's it's what you make it. So we still enjoy ourselves, but just no grass, lots of. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, okay. So I guess when, when did you start kind of making the journey into, into woodworking and, you know, crafting, like what, how did you get into any of that? So I actually, for, with woodworking, I started doing that when we were in 29 Palms. Um, Like I said, there's not a lot to do there, Mm -hmm. but the base does have a really nice wood hobby shop. And so um, I found out about it and it's just, it's like a giant warehouse type shop with a bunch of tools that you can go and you can use them for free if you are like affiliated with the military. So I just kind of bugged my husband, like, take me here. I'm going crazy. I need something to do. And I, I had just discovered, um, some of the big woodworking blogs, um, that are like female woodworkers, like Anna White's website. Mm -hmm. And, um, Shanty to Chic, I don't know. That's a big one that yeah, I, I yeah. followed a lot at the time. I was hard into Pinterest. Um, and so I um, finally talked my husband into taking, into like going there with me because I was super nervous to go by myself because I'd never done anything like that before. And um, 
Yeah, so we went and they, you take like a safety class for an hour and then they set you free. Mm -hmm. You can just do whatever you want. So um, it was pretty amazing. And that's where I did my first projects. And um, we built a bookshelf and then decided to build Christmas presents for everyone in our family. And then, um, yeah, and they had staff there that were like super helpful to me. That's really where I learned all the basics and like be started becoming like confident mm -hmm. using tools and stuff. Cause it's not something I'd ever done before. And it's, I mean, the first time you use a saw, it's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's really where I started learning and, um, yeah. Yeah. What, what was it about? I mean, like, that's an awesome resource to have, but you know, you could have done all kinds of different other like creative outlets or, or crafting. Like what was it that was like, I'm going to go learn how to build stuff in the wood shop. Like what was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, um, well, for one, I really wanted our house to look nice, but we were, in our early 20s and could not afford pretty things for our house. Um, and so that was one thing that really drew me to like trying to build some furniture. Like I wanted like a solid wood bookshelf. That was our first project that we made. And those are like bananas expensive if you wanna try and like mm -hmm. buy one. Um, so I found the plans and I was like, I think we can do this, but also, so that was one thing, just trying to find something affordable to do. And also I wanted to find something to do that like at that time that like my husband and I could do together because he's always been gone a lot for his job. So like several weeks out of the month, just, just not home often. And so I wanted something that we could do that was not like watching TV Mm -hmm. or something like that, something active. And so I think part of it was also me like trying to find something that I thought that he would be into. And then as it turns out, I am way more into it than he is. <laughs> he knows how to do stuff, but um, I kind of took the reins. I took over quite a bit. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> So as part of that workshop, I mean, I know, like, I've never been to 29 Palms, but like, mm -hmm. uh, being in California and close to Camp Pendleton, like our neighbors were a bunch of like retired Marines. And so they told all kinds of stories about like 29 Palms and mm -hmm. like how there's like nothing there. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <not> <laughs> um so how did you get access to, like, you have the workshop, but how do you get access to, like, wood there? I mean, was that on yeah. site as well? or? So they did have lumber there that you could purchase, but they mostly had hardwoods. And um, like I said, we were, like, trying to live on the cheap. And so we, there's a, um, there was a Home Depot, like, 30 minutes away. So we were mostly buying <laughs> Pine and Whitewood from, from Home Depot and carting it over there to you. Okay. <laughs> um, so you, it sounds like you kind of got, you know, hooked once you got started. Um, what, what brings you to, I guess, like the blog space? from there, from going from like just making things for your own home to kind of sharing that information? Yeah, that all happened. Um, so I started the blog at the beginning of 2019, so about a year and a half ago. And then maybe like a year ago or so is when I really shifted into focusing on um, on woodworking and like when I first started the blog I I just like wrote about everything I didn't know what I was I mean I still don't really I'm not an expert but <laughs> I'm <laughs> blogging but in the beginning I really didn't have like a focus I was just kind of like 
hey, this is cool. I'm going to write about it. Just random stuff here and there. Um, but I decided when I decided to start the blog, it was after um, I had been a stay at home mom for about for a little under a year at that point. Because my son was born, we were living in North Carolina, and my I waited until my son was about a year and a half, and then um, I left my job and started became a stay at home mom, and it was not an easy transition for me. It was not. It it's just it's so it's can be really lonely and. Um, I don't know. I just always had a job and it was really hard for me feeling like I wasn't like, I didn't have anything that was only for me. Um, you know, everything was for my son, but like, it just, I wanted something that was only mine, you know, like, like I had when I was at work, like my job was mine. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I decided to start the blog, like when I was driving, from North Carolina to Iowa for Christmas is when I decided to do it. Um, and um, <laughs> I was listening to some like motivational book and I was like, I'm really going to do it. So I started and then um, just kind of writing about everything. And then I started writing about woodworking a bit. And then I learned how to make like printable woodworking plans. And I think that's when it really like woodworking really became the focus is once I figured out how to do that, because then it gave me a way to not just like talk about tools, mm -hmm. but to like provide like people with like, here's the printable plans, like exactly how you do everything. Um, and so, yeah. And I, um, one of the reasons I guess that I like, really wanted to share woodworking and DIY is that I feel like for me, it's been really empowering to, um, to like use some big tools that seem kind of scary at first or to like see something in my house where like, I, there's like, like I need to fix this and then figuring out how to fix it and like actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's a lot of times that I spent just like thinking about like, Oh, I wish I could do this. I wish that I knew how to do this. And I wish that I could, um, you know, complete all of these like projects that I've saved on Pinterest and that I, that seem really overwhelming. And once I finally took the, like took the dive into actually doing things, even though I was making like a million mistakes, like, it was huge and it was awesome. Um, and I really wanted to share that with, with other people, but really with other women, because like, I don't know, I think sometimes it can feel like a little scarier for us to take on like big projects when it comes to like home improvement and things like that. And so that's really where I, one of the reasons that I shifted into focusing on woodworking. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that makes total sense. And I think women are more likely to take the plunge into doing those type of things when they see other women doing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was, I mean, that was the case for me for sure, because I saw all those female woodworker blogs and I, that's when I was like, Hey, to my husband, like, let's do this. Like, I want to do this. And so, yeah, I definitely think it makes a difference. Yeah. Now, is there a reason of going like blog versus um, like more of a like a YouTube type route? Yeah, definitely just like my skill level. <laughs> <laughs> like with the blog, I, I would love to do more YouTube and stuff. I have like a couple videos, but, um, like filming and video editing and all that, like that's, that's something I have not mastered yet. Um, but I'm really comfortable writing and, um, 
And so that's really why I went the blog route is I'm pretty comfortable <laughs> <laughs> with writing and with like explaining things when I'm writing them out and all that. So maybe that's that English degree helping you out. So what's like you started out working in the shop that was like on base. What's your um, shop space like now? Uh, right now I'm in a garage. Um, I just like, I'm kind of set up here since we've just been here for a month. And since I'm very pregnant, I have not been doing <laughs> a lot here since we moved, but I did get like the shop is my shop is the garage, but it's all organized. And, um, it's actually one of the reasons that we picked this house to move into because this area, um, that we're living in there's a lot of houses that don't have garages it's just a, older homes that don't necessarily have that stuff so mm -hmm. this house I'm very excited once I do start getting to work again because um, the garage is all mine here we have a basement for all my husband's stuff and that was the agreement <laughs> we moved in is that I get the garage and he gets the basement and so um, I've slowly been putting it together but Hopefully, I think I have it put together enough that when I'm ready to get back to work and back to building stuff after the baby comes, I should be, it should be really smooth. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. What kind of tools do you have in your home shop? Mm -hmm. um, I don't have anything fancy. So I have, um, I have a miter saw that I use on pretty much every project. Um, and then I have a table saw that like um, one that folds up so I can just roll it up against the wall and it's super convenient and then I can roll it out in the driveway. I wish I had some kind of dust collection, but that's like someday, maybe <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah. And then see, sometimes I use a circular saw. Uh, we've got drills and, pretty much it. I just got a scroll saw that I am very excited to try out, but it is very old and <laughs> needs some attention. So that's going to be prepared before I can get it running. But we found it at, um, at a thrift store for like, I think it was $18. So nice. we it up and <laughs> I'm going to see if, I don't even know, hopefully it fits like whatever blades are made currently for it. We'll just see what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you still predominantly working with like, you know, construction lumber or stuff that you pick up from mm -hmm. like a big box store? I am. Yeah. Usually I'm still using pine um, and whitewood kind of those softwoods, um, the dimensional lumber. Mm -hmm. And um I don't know. I haven't really ventured into using a lot of hardwood. And initially it was because I was pretty intimidated. Like if, if I mess up with like a two by four, that's a real cheap mistake. <laughs> but if I mess up with like um, some nicer like walnut or oak or whatever, it's a little more expensive of a mistake. All right. I'm super excited for this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is Tool Mom Bonnie or Tool Mom and Company. So Tool Mom and Company is for all ages, genders. Uh, they have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts or clothing or both. Um, her products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. And you can check her out at www.toolmomstore.com or find her on Instagram under toolmombonnie and Bonnie is B-O-N-N-I-E. Uh, you can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the coupon code MAKERMOM. So I have two of her mugs. I have one that says, I believe, what is it? Oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> One is like the definition of a tool woman and the other one is just like a circular saw with flames coming off of it and I believe it says uh, Go Girl on it and they're super fun mugs. 
I, I love drinking coffee out of them in the morning. If it's not out of my Wonder Woman mug, it is out of one of those two mugs. So you definitely should at least check out the mugs, if nothing else. And remember, extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. All right, thank you, Toolmom Bonnie, and let's get back to the episode. Um, but now I feel like I feel like I could move into some of that. Like I, I would like to in the future, especially for projects like we built our or I built our um, dining room table, and um, I would love to refinish it in a harder wood because the top is pine, and so. It's so soft if we like write a grocery list on the table, like the it's indented in the table forever. Like it says onions right. on my table. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to refinish the top of that in something a little bit nicer now that I feel more confident with my skills. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think that's a good point, you know, especially for other people who would be starting out like starting out with that construction lumber if you make Mm -hmm. a mistake a two by four is super cheap Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) you know so and I'm assuming now you live a little bit closer than 30 minutes away from one of those box stores to be able to get Mm -hmm. that oh yeah um what is what do you think your uh your son your three-year-old thinks about seeing mommy make all these things Um, well, I've had him out in the garage with me probably since he was two, two and a half, maybe. Um, so I think for him, it's pretty normal. Um, and I love having him out there with me. I, I've had a lot of people ask me about like having children out in like the wood shop with you, because obviously there's you know, danger involved with like a kid running around right. and running and whatever. But um, my son, he's got his own safety gear. So he has his own ear and eye protection that he'll wear. And usually I don't do any of like the sawing and stuff when he's out there. Or if I am, most of my work, like my tools are all in the garage, but I roll them out to the driveway and then I'll set up like an activity for him to do. Like he'll like ride his bike around the driveway while I use the saw. Mm-hmm. Um, or he helps me with sanding or he'll, he knows how to use the drill by himself, which is like crazy. I mean, I'm standing right beside him, but like mm-hmm. I didn't know how to use a drill till I was in my twenties. I really didn't know how to do anything. <laughs> and so it's just so it's, it is amazing watching him. Um, watch me and just he learns like he picks everything up and um I don't know I just love that he's getting those like like that problem solving mindset that I feel like is a big part of like creating things and I feel like he's getting that at such a young age and it's so it's just it's so empowering so I love seeing that Mm -hmm. him kind of take on that kind of stuff yeah that's awesome um and (laughs) it is pretty cool when you get to see your like little ones know how to do things like run a drill Mm -hmm. and they're so tiny (laughs) yeah and he knows what everything is called he's like here do you need this drill bit and I was like yeah (laughs) you know what everything is called you're so little (laughs) um how does your uh, family what do you think your family thinks about seeing you get into all of this? You're like mom, your parents and your siblings and stuff. Um, well, when we first started, like when I first started really getting into woodworking, I know my dad was, was excited because he is like a hobbyist. So he, he'll build stuff and he's, um, he's like, done a lot of home remodeling and home repair on the homes that like we lived in growing up. And as a child or teenager, I am sure that I did not show (laughs) any interest in what he was doing. Um, But now it's, um, he gets pretty excited about that. So I, it is really fun to like share my projects with him to like send him pictures of what I'm working on and things like that and kind of chat back and forth with him about it. Um, that's been really cool. Like a really 
just like a new way for us to connect. Um, and the rest of my family, I don't know. My, I'm, I have a sister who's 18 months younger than me and she is like crazy supportive. Like every time I like build something or whatever, she's like really supportive to me or like sharing it with her friends or like showing people pictures and telling people about my blog. And th that's pretty amazing. So, um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, what have you seen any, felt any, faced any, I guess, challenges or obstacles do you think, um, from being a woman getting into woodworking? Um, I, not as much as I thought that I would. I think I like, I built it up in my head a lot as being a really big deal, like being a woman and um, being interested in woodworking and like wanting to get started. And those feelings still come up sometimes where I feel like kind of insecure about it. Um, but I haven't had a lot of like actual experiences. Mostly it's just when I am at those like big box stores. Mm -hmm. um, I do notice that uh, I get a lot more assistance than all the men in the aisle. <laughs> mm -hmm. They always ask, they're like, do you need help? Do you need to find something? Are you sure you can lift that? Um, you know, and I, I always have to say, no, I, I really know what I'm doing and I really can, <laughs> I really can do this. But, but I mean, nothing really negative. Um, that I can think of in my head, I was really nervous, especially, um, publishing like plans and tutorials on my blog, because I feel really comfortable talking to other women about woodworking, mm -hmm. but I don't, in my head, I don't know. I get real nervous, really nervous talking to men about it. Cause I feel like someone's, I don't know, like an old some old guy is going to call me out about something. I don't know, <laughs> but that hasn't happened. It's all in my head. And I surprisingly, like I really write to women, mm -hmm. um, but I have a really big male lead like readership and, um, and they're really supportive and none of them have ever said anything like, what do you think you're doing? So it. I feel like a lot of it has been in my head and I just had to get over that myself. Mm -hmm. um, but that's really cool that a lot of your readership are, are men. Um, yeah. um, when you started out like in the shop at 29 Palms, were there other uh, military spouses working in, in that space? No, there, no, I was, I think maybe like one time there was another woman in there, <laughs> but otherwise it, it was always, um, I was always the only woman in there and really a lot of the time there just weren't that many people in there. It's like a seriously underused resource out there because, um, I mean, it's, Sheesh, it's been like seven years since we were living there, but, um, like the staff were like super knowledgeable and everyone was so welcoming and, and helpful, but I really never saw any other women in there or, um, or really that many people. But actually when I went in, they had a, um, an article tacked up on their bulletin board saying like that was titled like women making waves in woodworking and it was about like um like female woodworking bloggers so I guess maybe that's why I always felt really comfortable like just it was as soon as I walked in I was like oh okay they're not mm -hmm. like this isn't a boys club like this is like they're just excited that new people are interested and want to learn so yeah well you know I've had a surprising amount well I guess maybe surprising amount to me uh, mm -hmm. on the podcast, uh, military spouses, you know, as maker moms, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, you know, so I believe Anna White is one and I've mm -hmm. had, I haven't had her on the podcast, but, um, mm -hmm. Jen Woodhouse and, uh, mm -hmm. Char Charlie and, you know, so I've had, 
and there's so many more. Those are just the mm-hmm. top two that come to mind that have been on as guests of the podcast. And I know Charlie's talked about like she's even started teaching classes um, at mm-hmm. the military bases uh, shop to other women um, yeah, or getting that. getting started with you know some mm-hmm. DIY type projects. So do you think like is that something you would ever entertain doing? Maybe. I mean, there's, I don't actually, I don't know a lot about the bases around where we're at because we don't live on base right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't even know if they have that resource. I know the base that we just moved from um, got rid of their hobby shop. So they didn't even have a wood shop on base anymore. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that would be amazing. A lot of, I, I'm interested in, um, like focusing on more of an education side on my website and I've been working on creating some educational products um like in books and um what am I thinking like sets of like woodworking plans and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um I don't know I hadn't really considered something in person because I didn't have the space but I never thought about using like a shop on base Mm -hmm. like that would actually be pretty amazing so (laughs) (laughs) I never even considered that as an option (laughs) do you think there's an interest there especially in spouses who are living on base maybe um I think there definitely could be there's such a with the military it's so diverse I mean there's just people from everywhere and so I think like anything that you like anything that you bring in that you're interested you're gonna have people because people are coming from all walks of life it's like the most diverse group of people all thrown together in one spot where the military told them to live so (laughs) so I mean it's I I'm sure that there would be yeah Mm -hmm. Um, what do you use to make your, to put your plans together? Um, I use a program called SketchUp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use the, there's a web version and like a desktop version. And I use the desktop version and, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, I won't say it's pretty easy to use because it took me a, a little bit to figure it out. But once I figured it out, um, it's, it's been smooth sailing from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Is that, <clears throat> have you seen, um, well, I guess I should ask, do you offer your plans for free or do you sell plans or both? Right now, all my plans are free. So like on, um, on my website, like most people find my website through Pinterest and it'll take them to a tutorial for whatever project they're looking at. And then they have the option to get printable plans and to get the printable plans, you just sign up for my weekly newsletter and then you get access to all of my printable woodworking plans. And I think right now there's like, I don't, I think there's like 20 to 30 on there. So everything I've created so far has been, um, has been free download. Okay. Awesome. Are there plans in the future to move to some sort of, uh, paid platform for at least some plans? Yeah, I would really like to, um, this, like the website has grown faster than I anticipated, (laughs) especially with, um, I noticed I had a huge surge in traffic once kind of things started shutting down and people started staying home. um, My traffic like grew, I don't know, like five, 10 times. Like it was just, it was nuts. And so um, to sustain that website at that level, it is getting a bit expensive. So, um, right now I've been looking into ways that I can, um, create like some plans for free. I actually just sent out, um, 
an email to my email list asking for recommendations for custom plans. So I'm going to do a few like custom plans for free. And then I think I'm going to start offering that as um, an option for sale on my site so that I can create some custom plans for people. And then I'd like to do like maybe some books of well, like eBooks of like sets of woodworking plans and, and things like that in the future. Mm -hmm. And I would love to do, um, like some online courses um, down the road too. I have a lot of plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah. I think, you know, just make sure you give yourself a chance and time to get used to having two kiddos before getting yeah. too far <laughs> down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> yeah. What would you say is your favorite thing about woodworking? Mm, my favorite thing is, my favorite thing is when I finish a project <laughs> that just like that feeling when, um, you know, when like you stand back and the whole project is done and like, you're the only one who knows how much work went into it. You're the only one who knows like, how many things did not go as planned and then you had to replan and then you have to figure it out. And like, it's just that feeling of accomplishment at the end is, is amazing. And that is definitely my favorite part. I really, um, I, I know that my, like my self-confidence has grown a lot just from like all the, like the problem solving and like the, um, I don't know, actually like taking the time to actually do the work instead of just think about doing the work. Right. <laughs> um, and so I would say like, I love making pretty things, but like the feelings that it gives me is, is definitely the best part. Awesome. What's your favorite part about being a mom? Hmm. My favorite part about being a mom I don't know I, I it's it's so challenging and it's so amazing at the same time I really thought that like when my when I was getting ready for like my son to be born I felt like totally prepared and um, <laughs> I was like this is gonna be just fine because you know People have babies all the time. Um, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and my transition, like, to being a mom and then to being a stay-at-home mom, like, both of those transitions, like, they were not smooth and they were not easy and they were not what I expected. And just, like, the whole time as I'm, like, struggling and doing things wrong, like, my son is just full of love and happiness and like he's just amazing so I don't know my favorite part is just like like it has challenged me and made me grow in so many ways and it's I I just feel grateful every day that I get to have those challenges and then I get to see like my son's happy little face even when I'm like not amazing. <laughs> 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 He's just like patient and uh, I don't know and just amazing and yeah. Awesome. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, just remember to give yourself a little bit of a break too, right? <laughs> In the sense like yeah. we none of us are anywhere near perfect, especially when mm -hmm. it comes to parenting. Uh, <laughs> yeah I'm really amazed that my children still like me on most days so <laughs> I think no. like how is your heart so big like oh my god uh-huh yeah um it just melts all the time it does what do you mm -hmm. hope your your kiddos will learn from watching you not only like you know, physically you're making these things, but you're also, you know, it's a business. 
So mm-hmm. what do you hope they learn from watching you do all of this? Um, I hope they learn like that it's okay to try something even if you don't totally know what you're doing when you try it. Like sometimes you just have to, you just have to get started. And I think that can be the hardest thing is to just get started. And so I hope that by watching me do things that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'll ever consider myself an expert, but I I don't consider myself an expert at any of the things I do right now. But I still do them and I learn and then the next time I do it a little better and then the next time I do it a little better. And so I hope that by watching me, they can see that like I'm learning and that I'm like figuring it out and that even grownups don't know everything mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and that that's okay. There's nothing wrong with not knowing everything, but if you sit still, then you'll, you'll never know more than, than you know right now. So I hope mm-hmm. that they, um, kind of get that feeling and that, that motivation to try things, even when it's a little scary or even when things feel really big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes I have to remind, especially my oldest, like everything takes practice. Nobody Mm -hmm. just comes to a new task and just knows how to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. When you see somebody being really good at something, it's taken them a long time to get to be that good at that thing. Yeah, I have to remind myself that. Like, everyone started as a beginner. Like, everyone made some really ugly stuff before they made their pretty stuff. (laughs) That's right. I have to remind myself that. Um. Emily, what would be your advice for another mom who wanted who wanted to start like woodworking but is nervous mm-hmm. or hesitant to do that? Um, yeah, my advice would be just to just to dip your toes in. I um, you know, and try to, to just to get started. Um, I feel really fortunate that I had some guidance when I got started, like someone to teach me what to do. Um, but I know that not everybody has that. And that's, I'm, I'm really fortunate that I did. And so I think if you don't have someone to show you exactly what to do, like in person, there are like tutorials you can find online. There are, um, you know, there's YouTube or maybe you have a family member or a friend or someone who can um, just be there with you as you get started. And I mean, like, as you get started using like power tools, because for me, that that was pretty intimidating. And I think that there are a lot of other women who probably feel that way when they first get started. Um, And then also, I would say, don't feel like I mean, kind of what we just said, don't feel like you have to be perfect from the beginning because you won't be. Um, I still make a lot of mistakes, but I learn from each of them. And I would definitely say that mistakes are just part of the game. So um, when that happens, you got to just keep trucking along and try something new. That's right. And if you start with two by fours, you can always go out and buy another one. Right. <laughs> like what? Like less than $3 for an eight foot board. You can That's do right. it. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, Emily, we're at the end of our time together. So I want to give you a chance to shout out how people can find you and follow along with you on the interwebs. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. This was really fun. Um, I was really nervous because I've never done a podcast before, but this was super fun. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you can find me at mamaneedsaproject.com. Um, that's where, that's my blog site, and that's where I'm probably the most active. I also, like, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram as Mama Needs a Project. Um, I'm not super great at social media, but if you 
uh, message me or tag <laughs> me or anything. I do my very best to get back with you, um, but it, it probably won't be immediate. Okay. But you can find me in both of those places. Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. And I'll include mm -hmm. the link to your website and Instagram and Facebook at, um, in the show notes for the episode so everyone can find awesome. you. And yeah, thanks so much for saying yes. And I didn't even know you were a fellow <laughs> Iowa girl. So that's yeah. even better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, that was Emily of Mama Needs a Project. And you can find the links on how you can follow along with her over on the show notes for today's episode. Best way to find those is to go to freemanfurnishings.com, hit podcast in the upper left-hand corner, and then you can find today's episode and all the past episodes. If you're really enjoying the podcast, please consider subscribing on whatever device you are listening on, and make sure to head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. That helps all the algorithms produce and put out the podcast so other people can find it. Also, you can join the tribe over on Patreon. Uh, there's many different tier levels. There's a one, three, five dollar tier level that comes with different merchandise, plus you're part of the tribe. And then there's a thirty dollar tier level with very limited spots that makes you an official sponsor of the podcast and get your own little ad spot in every episode of the podcast. Lastly, you can head on over to freemanfurnishings.com forward slash shop and get yourself a Maker Mom t-shirt which currently is rocking the first 65 episodes of Maker Mom interviews listed on the back. All right, it's Friday. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe out there. Get in your shops. Get to make something. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.